Hi mamas, it's Danielle Goss, Lactation Consultant, coming to you again for our second episode. I am so just excited and feeling the love, you guys. Like, thanks so much for tuning in. I have so many great ideas and plans, and it's going to be hopefully something that you guys are able to embrace and love on. I know I talked last time that we were going to talk about oral tethering and ties, which I promise you I'm going to get to there, but I wanted to bring on Dr. Alisa Sacker, uh, who is a world-renowned uh, expert in oral tethering with ties. She's been doing this for 25 years, so she is going to come on with me in a couple weeks, so I wanted to save that little tidbit for then, but this week... This week, I wanted to talk a little bit in depth about the restaurant. It is the best bar in town, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the mechanics and how you know your baby's getting enough milk, because I think that is one of the biggest questions I get asked, and our boobs are superpower wonder makers. There's so many cool things our body does that I think if you are delving into the abyss that is Google or Facebook support groups or any of those things, you're going to get contradictory advice. It's really frustrating as a new mom these days. I'm sh I know back when I was a new mama, it was hard. I can't even imagine right now with social media how hard it would be to be a new mama with a brand new baby, especially since we have Google at our fingertips and every single you know, social platform available with so much contradictory information. Of course, here you are listening to just another one of those, but I know what I'm doing. I promise. It's, it's confusing and you guys just want to be able to do what's best for your kids. So one thing I kind of want to de debust, if that is that the word, debust, we're rolling with it. Uh, some of the myths, demystify, sure, we're going to go with that that one too. Uh, we're going to debunk. There we are. We're going to debunk some of these uh, myths out there. Number one being moms are always feeling as if they don't have enough milk. I think a lot of times we try to quantify it versus um, just trusting what our bodies are capable of doing. Now granted, there are a lot of mamas who are able to have babies these days uh, that probably wouldn't have been able to conceive many years ago. So yes, our bodies work differently. Our breasts are producing differently. There's different... Uh, certain technology that makes things better or worse uh, but right now I want you guys to kind of understand the the basics of it so your body begins producing colostrum which is baby's first milk it's like liquid gold it literally looks like yellow snot that sounds terrible but you get what I'm talking about it starts around 10 weeks of pregnancy which is why you start to feel your breasts get fuller and achier and they start to grow and they start to change and one of the very first questions I ask is you know did you have positive breast changes in pregnancy meaning did they get bigger darker etc usually if mom's not sure I ask her partner because they always know dad always knows they always know they're looking at us right <laughs> so that is the first positive change and you'll notice that your areola which is the darker part around your nipple gets darker and the reason for that is because when your babies are first born they can't quite see very well so it's almost like this fantastic target so babies see in black and white when they're first born for the first good three months of their life so the dark line you get on your belly is also beneficial for when the baby first comes out and you 
they place that little one right on your belly, they actually have this crawling reflex where they'll get on all fours, they'll cry I crawl right on up your belly, kind of head bobble and latch right on. And I kind of explain it, it's as if they're following the treasure map, looking for the target where the baked brownies are, right? Because the little uh, bumps that you see on your areola are Montgomery glands. The purpose of those bad boys is to not only sterilize, you have like this built-in Purell on your boobies, uh, but it's also to help secrete the same scent as amniotic fluid. So it's a sebaceous oil gland that, so you want to make sure you never really wash your nipples with soap because it will disrupt that. Uh, but to your baby, it's like a pan of fresh baked brownies. They are the most uncoordinated little critters when they first come out, but it's so fascinating to see the strength they have when they get on literally all fours, because they have a crawling reflex, crawl right on up, they're looking for those baked brownies, they're head bobbling, and they are, aren't coordinated at all. You'll see them kind of flail their head down, and they'll just see it out of the corner of their eye. And it is the funniest, sweetest thing, because they just lunge for it, and they go. And the first few things, days after birth, I mean, keep in mind, your baby's bellies are super small. They don't need a whole lot. I mean, in the beginning days, they need maybe 15 cc's. Guys, that's like the size of a shooting marble. That is real tiny. Uh, their tummy will double in size by day 10. So that's when you'll start them seeing them do the 45 cc's or the 60 cc's. If you don't math like I don't math, that basically means an ounce and a half to two ounces. Obviously, all this changes based on weight, uh, and your baby's going to lose some weight. I will get into that on another day. Uh, that has a lot to do with your birth story, etc. However, the the baby's tummy dub, uh, doubles inside on day 10, and then by two weeks, I want that baby back to birth weight. So we should have six peas, three poops, they should start to look yellow like mustard seed. When you when you walk into my office, I have this whole paint chart of poop colors. So I went into Lowe's one day. This is just, remember I told you I have squirrel brain. I went into Lowe's one day and I just started pulling like all these random colors. Like I had black paint chips, brown, green, like gross green, yellow. And the paint guy, the little paint mixer guy was looking at me like, um, ma'am, what, what, what you doing there? Like, what, uh, what are we making here? Cause those are some colors. And I said, Oh no, 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 dude, this is for my poop chart. And I wish it was one of those moments I had a camera <laughs> to capture it because I think that men just in general, when it comes to breastfeeding, they, they're, you know, bless their hearts. They want to know so much, but I told him, I'm like, no, 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 it's for my office. And he's looking at these colors going, okay and I explained to him what I did and I go no 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 it's my poop chart and it it was awesome so anywho that's kind of how you know you know your baby's first poop's gonna be black it's gonna transition into this green by day three and then it's gonna you know hopefully turn into this gray poop on yellow mustardy and that is healthy breast milk poop so I like get runny and seedy I can't tell you how many times I get sent poop pictures I think my husband's terrified of my phone because it's literally covered in poop pictures and nipple pictures. So it'll buzz and he'll be like, uh, uh. he just kind of like throws it at me. He doesn't want to know what's coming on there. Uh, I don't blame him, honestly. I mean, you you probably as parents have 
no idea how fascinated you would be with your baby's poop. You know, you probably have all these, I, I have parents that, you know, have PhDs and all these, and they're like, oh my gosh, you got to analyze this poop for me. It's, it's kind of one of my favorite things. I'm not going to lie. Poop pictures. Who thought you'd have this many, you'd get so excited over poop. Like guys, you, if you're still pregnant, you're going to be the, the one of those, the time you like lift your kiddo up and you're sniffing their butt and you know also side note so stoked you people have the diapers that have the indicator line on it um when I was making babies that didn't exist I had to do the whole like stick your finger in there test doohickey and hope to god it didn't come out covered in poop the fact that you guys have like an indicator telling you when your baby went to the bathroom is like genius I wish I would have thought about that Anywho, that's how you know a baby's getting up is based on peas and poops. So it's really hard, obviously, to quantify. You have to kind of go off of what baby's cues are telling you. So my first thing I can tell you, you're always going to have milk unless there is something really off with your health, which if you are truthfully having a significant dip, meaning your baby is in is not satiated baby's not growing they don't have enough peas and poops um, they are looking lethargic dehydrated etc your pediatrician's worried about uh, some of the weight gain and signs to that nature those obviously are signs where you want to you know delve in deeper as to why you might be having a dip in your supply or a delayed onset of your milk coming in because those are so there are so many different reasons as to why that would be which, by the way, always, there's always a reason why you have low supply. But a lot of time, I believe it's perceived low uh, when it really isn't at all. Because moms are concerned that, oh my gosh, I just fed my baby and now 15 minutes later, you know, she wants to eat again. Well, that's most likely due to a growth spurt. Our, our babies are going to signal to us how much milk to make and when to make it. So let me put it to you this way. So think about it, you're the restaurant, right? Best bar in town. The baby's the chef, you're the kitchen. So at 3 a.m., the supply truck comes with all the ingredients it needs for the day. So in the morning, you have like an omelet bar, right? Lunch rush happens, afternoon, you have an egg. But as long as the chef comes to the kitchen, he can make something. The difference is the volume, but the calories are the same. So in the morning, you're gonna have more volume where all the water kind of comes in and makes it look more like skim milk, but it's still gonna be 26 calories. Where in the afternoon, you may only produce one to two ounces and it's gonna look thicker and creamier and that is still 26 calories. So depending on what time of day, the volume will change, but the calories will be the same. Here's the other cool thing, is that the saliva from your baby's mouth will absorb into your breast and your body will react to that so it knows exactly what the, body, the, the baby's body needs. For example, um, if that baby happens to be fighting something like a cold or God forbid, you know, COVID or anything, anything like that, the, the virus, the bacteria, what have you from the baby's saliva will absorb into mom's breast tissue mom's antibodies will produce leukocytes which are like white blood cells to fight specifically whatever that baby's fighting so the breast milk almost becomes this like antidote for the virus right that's why i'm constantly teasing like has anyone tried to put 
uh, breast milk on COVID because seriously might just fix it. Not even lying. Like that's true. Also fun fact, uh, breast milk legit kills prostate cancer. Seriously. Like some random lab tech was pumping and was studying prostate cancer cells and the breast milk happened to spill onto the petri dish with the prostate cancer cells and it like obliterated the cancer cells talk about like the best oops ever of spilled milk like that is not something to cry over as spilled milk like that was like a genius moment and it just happened to be one of those like random god winks that happen of it so here i always tell my husband i said listen pal like if you ever get prostate cancer um i'm gonna relactate and you're gonna have smoothies and you don't get to drink it the fun way you have to drink it through a smoothie or we're gonna inject it straight into that bad boy so that you don't die again another squirrel brain back to the breasts so the baby is going to tell your body what it's going to make now that also has to do with like fat levels protein levels hydration levels so your breast milk will change colors based on what the baby needs. If the baby's sick, your milk will look more orangey. Uh, it'll produce more of those leukocytes, kind of similar to what it was like with colostrum. If you happen to be eating more blueberries or kale, or your baby happens to need more iron, your milk will look more bluish green. Uh, one thing, make sure you always know that if you happen to be eating beets or red dye or Kool-Aid, your milk will also look red. I've had moms call me in a panic thinking they're dying because they just pumped out pink milk, which yes, sometimes that strawberry milk can be due to some bleeding. Majority of the time though, I always ask, cool, it's summertime, what'd you eat? Did we have watermelon? Did we have beets? And then sure enough, that's why you have your red milk good times. But how cool is that? Like our body will react to whatever baby needs. So that being said, the milk is made the minute that baby sucks. So even if you woke up in the middle of the night, your boobs are leaking and baby is sound asleep and you're like, holy crap, I'm going to explode if I don't pump. And you happen to pump and it happens every single time you pump and then boom, you've pumped out like four ounces or one ounce depending and then the baby wakes up, right? Don't worry about it. Put that baby on. Your baby is going to tell your brain, oh, hey, I just am releasing some oxytocin here. You want to like pump up that prolactin and help me get out some of the milk? That's exactly what's going to happen. That's why whenever you're, you hear about feeding on demand, when you hear your baby asking for it, put them on. You can't overfeed a breastfed baby. You can overfeed a bottle-fed baby, however. That is another topic for another day. So... For you mamas, however, that are having to pump and bottle feed, don't think that you can't get in on this scientific action, man. I owe, I have mad props for moms who pump and bottle feed because it's just, A, you're still breastfeeding, so don't let anyone ever tell you differently. Pumping and bottle feeding breast milk is still breastfeeding, so don't ever feel like you're not. like. And you guys are doing twice the work so I always give mad props to those mamas because that's just fantastic that you are able it just shows what a great mama you are right um, so don't ever feel discouraged for that you're doing a great job but to, in order to help your breast milk you know match what your baby's needs are as weird as this sounds just take some of their spit and put it on your nipple and then your body will react to that so that's kind of the loophole, if you will, for how to have your body make what it needs. So 
In summary, you're the restaurant, baby's the chef. When the chef comes to the kitchen, they can make something. You just have to provide the ingredients, meaning you need to drink half your body weight in ounces of water. I know that sounds like a lot. Drink to thirst, super important. And you need to have a minimum of 75 grams of protein, a minimum. So truthfully, you need about 2,300 calories with, to, for, that's what's recommended for lactating moms. Um, I don't know many people who do that. That's literally like eating in and out four times a day. It's just not going to happen, which is why most, and I say most, lactating breastfeeding mamas lose so much weight because every time you lactate, now think about it, you're eating, you're feeding your kid eight to 10 times in a 24 hour period, right? Every time you lactate, you're burning three to 500 calories each time. It's like the best fitness plan ever. You get to sit, eat whatever you want on the couch and burn, like, like go to a spin class, but not. It's fantastic, right? And your baby gets to benefit, you benefit. It's awesome, but you have to take care of you. That's also why we recommend you keep up with your prenatal vitamins because I mean this in the most lovingly way, but babies are little parasites and they take everything from us. So they are going to get everything they need. They are going to take it from us, from our bodies. So our bodies are the ones to suffer. Your body will only do a fight for flight when it's dehydrated. So. Yes, certain things you eat can affect your supply. It can cause things to boost. It can cause things to dip. I always um, encourage lots of protein, lots of good fats, um, like like avocados, um, uh, brewer's yeast, barley, hops. Like that's why you'll hear drink a beer. Alcohol. We'll get into another Oprah later. Um, like so, you'll hear like like a Guinness. Honestly, the darker the stout, the better because there's not a whole lot of alcohol in that. Yes, I'll probably get black for that, but there's not a whole lot of alcohol in a beer to affect the baby. Actually, okay, here's the deal with alcohol. Don't get the test strips because those don't do anything. The rule of thumb is if you're sober enough to drive, you're sober enough to breastfeed. It's best to drink your glass of wine and or beer right after you fed or pumped and then just make sure you stay hydrated you don't really have to limit your diet much when you're breastfeeding but if you're going to have something that's going to dehydrate you such as a glass of wine or beer or coffee you need to just double it up with the water later um, if that one glass of wine is not that's not going to get into your it, cause any issues with the milk it's totally safe to feed now if you went to a wedding and decided to have three margaritas that's a whole different story that one you do need to pump However, because alcohol does not freeze, you can pump it out, label it the party milk, put it in the freezer, the alcohol will rise to the top, and then you can pour it out in like three months and the milk's perfectly safe to give to baby. Loophole. So obviously use common sense. Obviously you want to do what's best for your kiddos. I, If you have low supply, are you really truly are like, Danielle, there's something off? Trust your gut. Like you know your body reach out to an IBCLC who specializes in low milk supply. If you feel like your baby's truly not getting enough, I would recommend doing a weighted feed. It's possible you're making enough milk, but the baby's burning more calories than they're taking in. And that could be due to oral tethering. It could be to bad posture, bad positioning. It could be to neck tightness, such as torticollis. There's so many different reasons for that. A lot of times it's positioning. The other majority of the time it has to do with oral tethering, meaning that 
you know you want to make sure you're reclining when you feed not leaning forward because you don't want them to burn more calories than they're taking in however that being said your body knows what it's doing you just have to trust it you were created to do this girl your body knows what it's doing we just have to provide it the right tools to do that so if you are concerned truthfully concerned Go reach out to an IBCLC, have them do a weighted feed for you so you know exactly what the baby's taking in. If you are suffering from low supply or your baby's just not gaining, there's always a reason. So get to the root cause, reach out to me if you need to, we'll get to the bottom of it. And then you can have a relaxing, peaceful breastfeeding journey. You know, keep in mind those growth spurts, they happen at three weeks, six weeks, three months, six months, nine months, right? It's three, six, and nines. And that will look like that baby, honest to God, wants to eat every hour and a half for four days. You're going to be exhausted, completely exhausted. But what's happening is your body is gearing up for the growth spurt that's about to happen. So listen to your baby. Your baby knows what the baby needs, and your body will respond to that. Trust the process. You've got this. The restaurant knows what's up, man. So I am so proud of you guys. You are working hard. Breastfeeding is not easy. You are doing an incredible job, and you should be super proud of yourself. All right, guys, now go sit back, kick your feet up, watch your favorite Netflix show, have a smoothie with some protein powder, maybe a little uh, extra flaxseed in there, and enjoy your little critters. This has been Danielle Goss with Lactation Nation at JustBreastFeeding.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time.